Welcome to the Glory Bell Podcast. We invite you to join us at Glory Bell Church on Sundays at 10 a.m. in downtown Waco. For more information about our church, you can visit us online at glorybell.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Glory Bell Church. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the message. All right, some exciting things happening through Rise and Shine, and we get to partner with them. Uh, I want to give you, again, just a preview of what you can expect today. This is a slightly different service, but the cool thing is, is it's really exciting what we have planned at the end of service. I mentioned baptisms. I mentioned the giveaway. And uh, everybody say next Sunday is our special Christmas presentation. Uh, the band, if you enjoyed worship today, they've been working on some special holiday hymns, and uh, it's something very exciting. Uh, you want to invite some people to next week, 10 a.m. It's going to be great. And then on Christmas Eve, we made the decision that we are going to have a 5 p.m. Christmas Eve service. So if you have family in town, maybe you have some people in your family that aren't churchgoers, but they would be willing to go to church on Christmas Eve. I would love for you to invite them out. It's Christmas Eve, 5 p.m. Uh, we're going to move on into the sermon today. Sermon is going to be powerful but short and to the point because we have so much packed into the service. And today's sermon uh, is uh, titled "Dare to Be Generous." Dare to be generous. So if you take notes, that's the title. You can give that, uh, write that in. I, in a few minutes, I want to give you seven points on what generosity means. And the reason why we're doing this is, again, for our church family, we've asked them for the last three weeks to be praying about uh, giving an offering for this special impact Sunday. And if you're a guest here today, uh, please do not feel any pressure to give. This is our gift to you. So just take and observe, listen, and uh, hopefully you find something that you love and that you'll come back. But to our church family, I want to I challenge you and I together to be generous. So dare to be generous. Now, if you've been around church, uh, you've probably heard this phrase, tithe. Tithe is what is called the first 10% that goes back to God. And I have good news. Everybody say, I got good news. Say, Pastor Chuck has got good news, not you. This is not a tithing sermon. This is, has nothing to do with tithing. This has everything to do with being generous. Because generosity is something that is uh, something that everybody on every level can do. And it really has just a little to do with finances and really has so much more with how we live and do life with other people. Because you can be one of the generous, generous people you've ever met or that, you've, that your community has ever known. And you can be poor financially. Because generosity has to do with how we treat other people and how we defer to others. And we put the wants and the needs of others before ours. It, it, it takes what we have, whether that's a little or a lot, and we say, I'm willing to share it with others. We can be generous with our words. We can be generous with our forgiveness. We can be generous with praise and encouragement. How many of you know some people just need an encouragement word? They have enough people, they have enough demands in life that they get run down with. Some people just need to be given a word of hope, a word of, hey, you can do this. Hey, I'm praying for you. Uh, as we enter into the holiday mode, something that I would encourage you to do is to reach out to somebody that you know lost a loved one this year and reach out to them and say, hey, I'm praying for you the holiday season. Uh, there, there's a handful that are in my text list. I haven't seen them in over a year, but I know this is their first Christmas without their mom. 
And so I, I want to reach out to them. I want to be a generous person, generous with my words of encouragement, generous with uh, praise and generous with thanksgiving. Uh, you know, oftentimes if you're a parent in the room, we, we put a lot of stipulations on our kids about using manners. Sometimes we need to look at that internally and say, how generous and how manner-driven are we? Do we use that as an, an example to them, saying please and thank you? Hello, that's not really in my notes, so I'm going to move on. Uh, but if you want the blessing of God in your life, if you want the power of God in your life, and if you want the anointing of God through your life, you really need to build your life on three fundamental things. Uh, those are, are you ready? Integrity, humility, and generosity. If you want the power of God in your life, if you want the anointing of God through your life, if you, if you want God's favor on your life, you need to live a life, of in, a life of integrity, humility, and generosity. For today's sake, because we're, it's an impact Sunday and we're going to give together at the end, I'm just going to focus on generosity. Uh, there are, in the scriptures, uh, about 7,000 promises from God. Uh, some of these promises we know are, if you understand them in context, they are for that group of people, a word spoken to them. But the truth remains, the principles of these promises can be applied to our life. What, what, 7,000 promises in scripture is a lot and a promise from God is essentially a blank check for you and I because every promise has a premise. If you do this, I will do that. That's, that's, that's God's faithfulness. If you put your faith in me, I'll forgive you of your sins and you can have eternal life with me. That, that's one of the most fundamental promises. But if you walk in obedience, he would tell the children of Israel, if you don't put any other gods before you, I'll bless you. I'll bless your coming in. I'll bless your going out. I'll make you the head and not the tail. I'll make you above and not beneath. But the premise for that is you got to put God first in your life. Well, guess what? That principle still remains the same, Amen. If you want the blessings of God in your life, you want the power of God in your life, you need to live with integrity, humility, and generosity. And, and when you look in Scripture, there are more promises related to generosity than any other topic. And again, generosity is so much more than finances. I'm talking about generous lives. And there are more Scriptures and principles and paraphrases about generosity in, past, in Scripture than any other thing. So you and I... Need to, need to look into Scripture, learn from it. How can we become more generous? Why is God so emphatic about us living generous lives? Well, because to whom much is given, much is required, right? You've heard that phrase. Uh, we should be generous people because God has given us so much. We should be generous people with our time, generous people with our talent, generous people with our treasure, generous people with our mind. Have you ever met somebody uh, and you just, you've been around them for a short amount of time and you just know instantly they have something that they offer to the world that is second to none. Have you ever been around somebody like that? You're like, thank God you came into my life. I will tell you that uh, as a pastor of this church, we prayed for people like that because Ashley and I, we often say we're not that smart, we're not that talented. In fact, we're like a hole that surrounds itself with a donut. If we can just get good, talented people around us, we can be a pretty enticing church. We can draw a lot of people in because somebody knows we like donuts in America, right? It can be... Shipley donuts, it can be nightlight donuts, it can be Jack and Jill donuts, it can be Krispy Kreme donuts, it can be cream filled donuts, it can be blueberry, it can be vegan donuts. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know about that. But 
So Ashley and I, we have this, this leadership mentality that we understand we have a certain gifting to our world, which by the way, Ashley, my wife's stunning today, six months pregnant, y'all, rocking it. She's a superhero. And uh, keep us in your prayers. Third baby's got a lot of emotion in that. So we, we are grateful for all that God has done and we covet your prayers and we are grateful for them. But uh, I got distracted talking about my wife. Um, generous with time, talent, and treasure. We should be generous with our patience, with our love, with our words, with our forgiveness, with our kindness. What is generosity and why is God so interested in us being generous? Because generosity is love in action. Generosity is love in action. This is the thing. You can give but not love, but you cannot love without giving. If you love somebody or you love something, you will give to it. You will give of yourself. You will give of your finances to it because you love it. To all of those who are, have a significant other in your life, you know it would never work if you just told them that you love them. But you have to show them. And the way you show them many times includes giving of yourself. Uh, that's why we, we encourage those people that are single Man, like, if you're all about yourself, you better stay single because that don't work in marriage. Can I get a, get a good amen? Like, you put the needs of your significant other, your husband or wife, uh, before the needs and wants of your own. And because why? That's being a generous spouse. You love and love requires an element of giving. And if you aren't generous, then you probably aren't really loving and Probably not very lovely because you can't be a loving person without being generous. But you have to look and take a look in the mirror and examine, is there an area where I can grow? Am I being generous with all that I have? Do I have a gift to the world? That's what I was saying earlier, I got distracted about. Do you have a gift to the world, being generous with your mind? Some of you have some special things that God has crafted you with that nobody else has any ability or uh, can make happen. And you should bring that graciously to the world and serve others with the gift that God has put in your life. Uh, love is all about giving. So when you look at even stuff on the radio, right, uh, there's a ton of love songs. Well, I would dare to say that many of those love songs aren't really love songs, but they're lust songs. Because love is all about giving and lust is all about getting. Lust is about how you can make me feel, but love is about how I can make you feel. Love is, is it's, it's so critical that you give. And you and I, if we're going to love like God loved us, we have to be giving generous people. Can I get a good amen? All right. If you look in Scripture, I'm racing through this. If you look in Scripture, you do a keyword search in, in, in Scripture. Uh, if you look up the word believe, which we would all agree is a pretty significant word in our faith, to believe, would you, would you be surprised that that word is in Scripture 270 times? It's a lot, but it's not a, it's not a ton. If you look up the word pray, which again is a critical, critical word in our faith, well, that's in Scripture 371 times. But if you look in Scripture at the word love, it's in Scripture 714 times. Do you want to know how many times the word give is in Scripture 2,152. Why? Because God is a giver. God is a giver. And everything that we have 
that we enjoy in this life came from God. Everything. I even wrote it in my notes like this. Everything. 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 Everything that we have comes from God. We can be attributed to his goodness and his generous uh, generosity to us. Every relationship. Every resource. Every blessing that we've had, every time you got through a good, uh, a rough time in life, every time uh, God got you through a rough day or helped meet a need, guess what? That's because God gave it to you. Every good idea, God gave that to you. Man, when we start looking at it with a lens of appreciation and gratitude for how much God has given to us, it's a game changer because we realize it all belongs to him in the first place. He gave me any ability, any talent that I have, any resource. So guess what? If I give it away, he'll, he'll restore it. He gives it back. Okay, all right, so seven benefits from being generous. Are you ready for this? Number one, generosity honors God. Seven benefits from being generous. Number one, generosity honors God. Giving is an act of worship, 2 Corinthians 9, 13. For your generosity to them and to all the believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Again, we are, when we're generous, we are glorifying and honoring God. Proverbs 14, 31 says it like this. Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. Okay, the second one, I'm just going to flow through these. Really, I'm going to go really quickly. Number two, generosity draws me closer to God. Generosity draws me closer to God. Whatever I invest my time and my money in shows what is important to me. Uh, you paraphrase again, Proverbs 14, 23, the purpose of tithing is to put God first in our lives. Matthew 6, 21 from the ESV, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you, if you find yourself saying, man, I, I wish I was closer to God, maybe you should get putting a, consider putting a little treasure with him. If you want to get closer to God, then maybe you should put a little money towards what God does. Because the truth is, it doesn't matter if you make a little or you make a lot. You put money towards what you value. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So when you're generous towards the things of God, it moves you closer to him. It moves you closer to him. Okay, number three. Generosity makes me more like Jesus. Generosity makes me more like Jesus. We know that Jesus was the most generous man in all of humanity. Why? Because he sacrificially gave up himself for you and I. I mean... Scripture says it. it. It might not be that uncommon if a if a if a somebody dies or puts themselves in place of a good man. But no, he died for us while we were still sinners. It doesn't be. It doesn't get more generous than that. And when we take on the the attributes of a generous life and put the needs of others before ours, even when they're undeserving, uh, we are exemplifying and becoming more like Christ Himself. Have you ever desired to be made that prayer like, God, make me more Christ-like, make me a better Christian? One of those ways that you can do that is be generous even when people are undeserving. And this is what I was talking about. That When you apply that principle, that has nothing to do with finances. 
That has everything to do with being kind to people when they don't deserve it. Extending forgiveness to them because Christ forgave you when you and I, you and I didn't deserve it. Amen? Proverbs 21, 26. The greedy always want more, but the godly love to give. I mean, when you put it like that, it's just like pretty straightforward. The godly love to give. The more that you give, the more godly that we become. Okay, the more godly we become, the more that we love to give. I, I pray. I, I, uh, I pray that you and I have this heartbeat and ambition that let us let us get so that we can give. You, you'll hear me say this phrase a lot, but I am convinced that God won't get it to you if He can't get it through you. Like let let's let's live open handed, generous lives. Okay. Uh, I have a seven-year-old who's going to get baptized today. His, his name is Renly. I'm pumped about it. Um, if you have kids or maybe you have a niece or nephew or grandkid, you, you probably know about this. But uh, kids, you don't have to teach them to be stingy. Like, it just happens. Like, you don't have to say, hey, now, I want, I want to show you how to be a jerk and keep all the toys to yourself. Okay? You don't have to do that. They just naturally do that. Okay? Renly, my son, I'm... I'll brag on him later, but right now, he's in a sermon illustration. So we have a bunch of Legos in the back here in the kids. Well, he's a pastor's kid, and he's up here all the time. And uh, so many times he's back there playing by himself. Well, he built him this epic uh, Lego tower. And I thought he showed it to me, Dad, look at this. This is amazing. And I came back the next week, and it was, it was still there. And I came back the next week, and it was still there. And I came back the next week, and it was still there. I was like, Renly, what is going on? Because I, I kept finding it hidden. I kept finding the, the Lego tower hidden. And I come to find out he didn't want anybody to mess up the tower. I was like, bro, we didn't buy the Legos for you to build and go hide somewhere. Like, we got the Legos for everybody to enjoy, okay? Man, I could preach this so right now, but like God put some stuff in your life, not for you to hide it and to keep for yourself, but to share it. Okay, another example, and I could take Renly's name out of it. You can put your own kid's name in this story, but I bought Renly some cotton candy recently, and uh, I, he eats like, he eats it like he's never going to get it again, and we know that's not the case. But I'm like, bro, pace yourself, and then I'm like, let me have a little bit of that. He's like, What? 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 I'm like, bro, I brought I bought that for you. It's like, but it's mine. But it wouldn't be yours if I didn't give it to you. I don't even like cotton candy that much, but I want to teach you a principle. I could take that away anytime I want. I could, you don't have a job. You don't have a way to get any more other than you're adorably cute and you have grandparents. But uh, <laughs> you're not going to get any more with me. I could teach him that, but I'm not going to. Instead, I'm trying to teach him that, listen, I'm the one who gave that to you. And guess what? When that's all gone, I can get you more. I, I wonder how many times God, like, tests us with that. Can you be trusted? We know in Scripture that uh, there are examples where Jesus would give a, a parable and talk about entrusting somebody, the master testing them and how they would respond. Is God 
waiting to move you to another level until you pass this one? I'm wondering if somebody's in there like, man, I've been praying for this raise and this promotion. And God's like, why? Because you don't give any now. Like, I am like feeling my oats right now. I'm like being a real pastor or something. That's hardcore. But as long as y'all are laughing, I'm going to keep going. So uh, number four, I'm going to rush on because I'm running out of time. G- generosity is a cure for materialism. Amen. Materialism is all about get, get, get. But the only antidote to materialism is generosity. Well, you might say, well, I'm not materialistic. But if you aren't generous, then you probably are. Like, if you, if you can't live generous, open-handed, then you probably are materialistic. And guess what? I, you're not a bad person. We live in America. We, most of us are materialistic. We want nice things or we want more nice things. And it's not even nice things that's bad. But if you hold on to them, if you covet them with a hand that's greedy and stingy and you won't be willing to give it or share it with others, then man, you may need to reconsider how generous of a person you are. Matthew 6, 24, you cannot serve both God and money. You cannot. Not that you shouldn't, but you cannot. What's more important, God or money? In a consumer-driven world, it's pretty tough to fight materialism. So we must understand that our net worth does not determine our self-worth. Our valuables do not determine our value, okay? Let's, let's live to be open-handed, non-materialistic, generous people. 1 Timothy 6, 17, command all who are rich not to put our hope in wealth, but in God. Guess what? We're all rich. If you live in America, if you hear my voice today, you are blessed. We're, we're, we're far above most of the world, far above the rest of the world doesn't matter what level you are here in Waco. We are a rich people and we have the ability to be generous. Will you be generous is the question. Number five, generosity demonstrates your faith. It shows that you're trusting in the promises of God. Second Corinthians 9, 13, your giving proves the reality of your faith. Philemon 1 and 6, you are generous because of your faith. When we are trusting God, see, stinginess is a, a, a sign that you're low in your faith. Because what that means is you don't believe that God will replace that. That if you give it, and I, I've, I've, I've given this example several times, but I, it really hit home with me. Uh, a few years ago, uh, I realized that I was a gift card hoarder. Like, people would... People would give me a gift card for my birthday. Uh, my, my sister's here. Well, I laugh about this. She gave me a gift card to Top Golf. I don't know if you all know what that is, but Top Golf is an awesome uh, entertainment thing. She gave me a gift card for that. Like, it was 18 months before I ever used it. Uh, somebody else gave me a $25 Starbucks gift card. I, I kept it in my, in my man bag, okay? You can expect a man with these loud pants to wear, wear a man bag, okay? But... Uh, I, I, would, I kept it in, my, in, in a special compartment in my man bag for like two years because just if I ever on a rainy day, like forgot my wallet, didn't have any money, like I wanted to be able to like to go to it. And I was worried that if I, if I spent that $25, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get another one. And that's the way we are a lot of times with our money is we feel like, man, if we give this, not just our money, but our resources, sometimes even with forgiveness or kindness, we don't, 
we don't have a well because we're not going to the right source. So we don't have a well inside of us that, that says, hey, whatever you give, I'll give it back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. I, this this uh, couple of weeks ago, I brought, where Renly and I were out picking up pecans and uh, we're gonna go sell some. We've been fortunate. We had like five mature pecan trees in our yard. And, uh, but I also, I had to, we, he wanted a, a leaf pile because he had, he had this envisioned a, an epic jump into a leaf pile. Well, we did that and uh, then it was time to put some of the leaves away in, in, the, in the trash. So I was like, hey, Bob, I wanna show you something. So I put a bunch of leaves in. I filled the trash can up. I was like, Bub, is the trash can full? And he was like, yeah. I was like, it's actually not. I took him, I stood him up in the trash can. I was like, jump up and down in that trash can. He jumped up and down, and it, the leaves went down. And I was like, let's put some more leaves in. So we put some more leaves in. I was like, Bub, is the, is the trash can full? And he said, yeah, it's full. And he's like, because he didn't want to be out there. He did not want to be a part of this lesson. And I was like, but it's not full. Here, let me show you. And I picked him up, and I put him in the trash can, and I had him jump up and down, and the leaves went down again. And I shook the trash can around. And the leaves went down some more. I was like, let's put some more leaves in. So we put some more leaves in. I said, Renly, is the trash can full? He was like, I want to say yes, but it's probably not. <laughs> Y'all, that's the way it is. Like God, he's got more than enough. Remember, everything comes from him. He, he can replace what you and I give away with generosity. Number six, generosity reveals the character of your heart. Do I have a stingy heart or a generous heart? Generosity will reveal what your heart is like. Money is one of the ways, one of many ways God will test our heart. Luke 16 and 11, if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Because I, I, in study for this, I saw something in the scripture that I never realized, but the way that we handle our riches here on earth will determine our riches in heaven. Did you see that? And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Y'all, the devil don't want me to preach this. Hello? It says full battery. Okay, I'm telling you. Devil's in the phone booth. I mean, devil's in the sound booth. <laughs> In the microphone, not in the sound booth. Okay. If you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? God certainly won't. Because if... It's not the mic. The mics are... The mics have full battery. So... God certainly won't because he says it. That's Jesus speaking in Luke 16. If you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? The way we handle finances, the way the, our generosity here on earth will determine God's generosity towards us in heaven. It's very important that we get that. I, I got it rush on. Number seven, generosity brings God's blessing. This is the last one for today. If you want God's blessings on your life, you must learn to live open-handed. Proverbs 22 and 9, paraphrase, generous people will be blessed. Generous people will be blessed. Deuteronomy 15 and 10. Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. You must each decide in your heart how much you, to, how much you should give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will, get this, generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over 
to share with others. Lord, help us be a generous people. I preached too long, but I want to show you this, this video. I'm going to introduce it. I'm going to cue it just a second. But this video is uh, a highlight documentary of uh, our very own Darius. Uh, I say Darius like he's there, but uh, he was there. I promise you he was there earlier. Uh, Darius. I have so many things in my head right now, but I'm not going to say them. Um, Darius and Micah sitting next to his fiance. They run a, a boys and girls club in East Waco. They care for about 50 kids every week. And um, I think I'm so like ecstatic about giving back to what they're doing. We're going to give them a minimum. I don't even care what comes in this offering. We're giving a minimum of $1,000 to help them get a, a 100. Uh, we're going to give them 100 uh, toiletry bags for their kids and their families. I would love to give them 200. 150 or 200. These bags, it's deodorant, shampoo, all the, all that stuff. Cost about ten dollars a bag, and um, we're gonna get at least a hundred of those. But they, they do a great work. I went in this week. They're making a sacrifice every week, but they're doing it with generous hearts, and God has blessed them. And this is the thing about generosity. Generosity. This is point number eight. If you're taking notes, generosity will actually give you influence. Proverbs says that the world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the, of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. If you want influence at your work, you should start being generous with your coworkers. If you want influence in your community, you should be a generous person. Check out the work that Darius is doing. Thanks for joining us today. For more messages like this, visit glorybell.com. 